Hi, Rohit. Hi, Arvind. I, you know, usually we start with a cold open, and I've got a cold today, so so I guess that means I am the cold open. I guess, I guess, you know, it's one of those things you typically don't state, I think. <laughs> like, the idea of a cold open is you just go into it. But by saying that we are doing a cold open, I... Uh, I, I like that. I, you know, I, I like that. I, I think it's important to bring our audience <laughs> along the journey and <laughs> being very explicit about where we are in the episode. <laughs> now we are starting the cold open. I like it. No, not enough podcasts like state their metadata out loud. Like yeah. it's, the introduction is over. Now let's move into the content. <laughs> that's, that's a big missing yeah. piece. Cold open over. <laughs> we have now moved to the warm open phase. <laughs> Sounds like Austin Powers when they like describe every step of now entering the liquid goo phase. And now, yeah. Well, so how are you feeling? You 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 are giving us a true cold open. Um, is it? Uh, can you can you hear your own voice? Is it uh, um, just a big blur? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm fine. Just a little little stuffy nose. I went for a massage today. My face was head down and uh, my nose just got super, super stuffed. It's maybe a little oh, man. Too, too, too much more information than anyone needs to know, but that's okay. There's a quote. I'm going to mungle, I'm going to bungle it, but uh, something like the man who has good health is worried about a lot of things. And the man who has poor health is worried about just one. Or something like that, right? Like oh, basic okay. idea is like if you're if you're sick, then like that's the main thing on your mind. You want to be healthy, right? And yes. when you're healthy, you take for granted the fact that you're feeling healthy. Yes. Okay, right? that's good. So that's I good. guess your health is one of those things where like if it goes to zero, it makes everything else impossible, right? <laughs> we are now entering <laughs> the transition portion <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> In case you aren't aware, we're moving from the lighthearted banter into the actual content. <laughs> but uh, but co- purely coincidentally, that's the that's the chapter or that's the subject of uh, of today's chat, right? Multiply by zero. Yeah, um, I thought you know it's, it's well. First of all, it's really important to distinguish between multiplying by zero than dividing by zero, because you get very very different results multiplying by zero than dividing by zero. Yeah, that's right. If we divide um, by zero, then this podcast will just explode. But um. yeah, <laughs> just go to infinity. Um, you know, I, I mean, I thought this one just you, you hear it in a lot of different ways. Like you're you're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. Um, something to that effect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you, you, you hear it like the. The jerk theory of group work is one way I've heard of it, right? All it takes is one jerk, and they use that oh, exact yes, example. Oh, yes, yes, well, yes. Yeah. One, one rotten apple spoils a barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out that that, uh, that rotten apple is, is actually the zero of the system. Yeah. So, so we've heard this before, right? Like, it takes one thing. But did anything... When you were hearing about like multiply at zero, did anything jump out at you as new? Like for me, I think the main reminder this served for me was like pay attention to what could what is the weakest link, um, and is there a way for it not to be the weakest link 
And I thought that was kind of oh, a good reminder. And then also like maybe with all these mental models, a nice framework for understanding the world a little bit. So when I thought of uh, multiply by zero, the first thing that came to mind for me was right now recording in November 2022. The big thing in the news right now is Twitter and like Elon Musk and all the decisions he's making, getting a lot of scrutiny. And the thing it made me think of is the main thing, like the oxygen for Twitter is their advertising. Like that's how they make their money. They make money by having advertisers. Advertisers need to be happy. If he's doing things that are creating uncertainty and that are making advertisers flee, that kind of puts Twitter in a really tricky situation. Doesn't mean they can't do well. Maybe they'll pivot to something that's not advertising, but it made me think that, oh, well, for them, like not having ads in place, just like any other social media network, kind of um, becomes a big problem. So I'll actually ch- challenge you a little bit. Mm. And, and, and you know, I don't want this to, to devolve into an episode where we are going back and forth on We are now Twitter. moving into the debate phase <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'll, 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 I'll apply this framework because I think actually um, Twitter is actually a great example of, of where this framework can, can apply. One of the problems with Twitter uh, has been, uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's a highly engaging product, you know, certainly one of the leading or, or well-known social networks. They've never turned a profit in their history despite being an ongoing concern for, you know, well over a decade now. I think the zero in their system is that, like, it's it's not about the advertisers it's or, or Elon Musk. It, it's about, yeah, they, they, they actually don't necessarily have a product that they know how to, mm. or they don't have a, a system where they know how to translate that engagement into, a, a proper revenue stream, right? Like they built a social network way back when the default was to just throw in some advertising to try and monetize uh, you know, any type of social network. And, and like literally that's all they've been doing for the last, I don't know, however many years, but, but the zero and like, no matter how hard they try. And, and I mean, you could argue they haven't tried very hard because Twitter really hasn't had much product innovation in, in a very, very long time. Um, the zero in the system for Twitter was they fundamentally don't have a product that necessarily lends itself well to monetization. It lends itself well to um, high engagement with like, you know, a niche. Uh, I mean, niche is maybe too too strong of a word, but like you either get Twitter or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Twitter as much as we see it as in, in our daily lives, like I, I actually don't think of it as a mainstream. Um, it's, I don't think of it as a mainstream bilateral uh, or, or like uh, two, two way social network. Like there's probably a lot of people that consume Twitter, but not a lot of people that necessarily mm-hmm. push, push their own content onto Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like the fundamental flaw, the fundamental zero of Twitter is they, they haven't figured out a way to create a product that creates that two way engagement uh, and then figure out how to how to properly monetize that. And so, no matter how, you know how many. So going back to this mental model of like, if you multiply a system by zero, like the whole thing fails. Uh, you know, really focus on the weak part of 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 your system. Bring this back to Twitter. The weak part of the system for Twitter was Twitter itself, the uh, the actual underlying product. I completely agree with that because I guess if it hasn't, and that's fine. I actually didn't know that they haven't been profitable. 
And that's not too surprising. I was aware that like Twitter as a social network is much smaller than Facebook and um, even Snapchat, like Twitter is smaller than that, but it has like a lot of mind share because anyone you can think of any notable person probably has an account. Right. And so you're right. The engagement's super high. So that's interesting. I think that even if then with that, even if they were successful with advertising, maybe that wouldn't be enough and figuring out what that profitability thing is um, like for, for Instagram, they had really good engagement. And then when they turned the ads on, it worked out really well. People were swiping through images. Let's just swipe through some ads now. And you can argue that it's kind of a frustrating product and they've gotten away from what they originally were and all these things. But at the end of the day, it's super profitable and it's been able to maintain that. So yeah, that's interesting. I guess the the thing to figure out then is can it actually be a survivable, like surviving product or not? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so model still applies. Um, like is, what is that? What is that? Um, what is that zero for them? But in their case, it's even, it's even more fundamental than is the advertising coming in or not, but is it profitable? Right. Yeah. And yeah. Is it, can it survive as a company? You, you know, there, there was a couple of things um, in, in the book when they talked about multiplying by zero that stood, stood out to me. Um they had this line in there about um, the zeros. Like they talk about like how to identify your, your zeros and stuff like that. Um, they say zeros are persistent structural flaws uh, that intimidate us. Um, and, and so it's really highlighting that like, you know, if you want to identify the zero of a system, like you probably already have a good sense of what it is. It's, it's, it's the thing in, in the system, you know, that you're trying to fix or change or improve that you're just like avoiding in in and of itself. And then the other thing is it's not about getting rid of a zero, right? Like um, uh, zeros are almost like uh, 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 there's a component of a system that, that is a zero, but like that system is like an inherent property, uh, uh, a, a, an important element of, of that. And so it's, it's not about getting rid of zeros. It's about how do you shift the zero enough and turned it into one so maybe bringing this back to more just like the personal and helping people make decisions and going back to weight loss as an example like weight loss at the end of the day is actually a system of habits you're trying to create for yourself uh you have of of eating of exercising of lifestyle choices etc and you can go to the gym all you want you can measure yourself your body fat your your weight uh you can give up alcohol and smoking, all this other stuff. But if you're still eating junk food all the time, like that is the zero in your weight loss system that you've created. And, and until you focus on just improving your diet, until you focus on improving your eating habits, your system is not going to work. It's going to just always fail because there's that big looming zero you have in your system. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel seen right now having just worked through some delicious ice cream right before we recorded, but I completely agree. And yeah, it's, uh, it's like, it's one of those fundamental things, right? That like, if you don't sleep enough, then it doesn't really matter what you want to achieve during the day. You don't have the energy to do it. Or if you don't eat proper food. So like, what is the thing that's kind of, um, can disrupt whatever your good intentions are. 
that seems like a good um, a good way to, to think about it. And it it's interesting that they call it like the zeros in the system. And I guess it's those things that if they went to ze- like the way I read it is those things that if they went to like for a system that's going great might be functional. Maybe you're in great shape or whatever. But if some particular element goes to zero, then it could tank everything else. Like that's the thing to keep in mind too. So like the thing that came up to me was they talked about investments a little bit. And if all your eggs are in one basket, then if that basket goes to zero, then you might feel stuck, right? So um, when you have your money, you want to kind of spread it among different sources so that if any particular one, even if nothing's zero right now, if any particular one goes to zero, um, if some industry goes to zero, you're still okay. You're still protected by everything else, right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Like, I think the purpose of the purpose of this mental model actually isn't necessarily about the zero itself. I think it's about trying to view your life, whether it's uh, stuff in your personal life, um, and, and you know, again, you're talking about like weight loss or uh, or your marriage or um, the hobbies that that you have, your daily commute. Right? Like to some extent, these are all systems, and and same thing at work, right? Like your workout habits, the projects you're working on, all that stuff. I think the point of the chapter isn't necessarily about this multiplying by zero, but it's about thinking about the different parts of your life as a system. Some of them are super, super simple. Some of them can be a little bit more, more complex. Um, but a lot of, a lot of life is about thinking through how do I make these systems better to help me live the life that I want to live or be the person that I want to be. Um, and, you improve yourself by thinking, okay, what is the the inputs of this system? How, like, what are the processes that um, that transform those inputs? Uh, and then, which of those inputs or which of those processes, like, if they just suck, then I'm not going to get the outcomes that that I'm looking for. So again, whether you're talking about your weight loss, whether you're talking about um, your relationship with your partner. Uh, whether you're, you're talking about looking for for a, a new job, whether you're looking for like talking about networking in, internally or the projects you work on, like whatever, these are all systems to some extent, and and it's incumbent upon an, the individual to to identify where are the the what are the aspects of those systems where, like you said, there's there's a risk of uh, hey if this part is not performing well then like the whole system just fails. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And and I think it's nice because it's, well, a couple things come to mind. One is that, yes, all these things are systems and even more simple than systems. All of these things could be modeled as like simple equations, right? So you mentioned weight loss, like, oh, my current, um, if I lose weight, then it, I can consider like the number of times I'm exercising um, and then how, like how healthy I'm eating, like the addition or the multiplication of all these things is going to result in like what I'm going for. Right. Um, and some things have a multiplicative factor, right? Like your, um, like me eating ice cream, like that's going to just, if that, if I'm having junk food, it's going to make everything else a zero, right. Versus the intensity that I exercise. If I have a really hard workout, for 30 to 45 minutes, or I have a lighter one for 20 to 30, that might not really make a big difference, 
right? Like that's not going to zero. That's going to be, that's an additive thing. The more I'm working out, the better that'll help. But if I scale that down, it's still going to get me progress. It just might not go as fast. Right. Um, it, um, yeah. And I, I like that idea of thinking of what those equations are that also kind of, um, guide our lives a little bit. Cause then it can tell you like what things could potentially go to zero. So, um, one that came to mind for me that I learned about recently that I, I kind of think is interesting is the, the procrastination equation. And the, the general way it goes is that your motivation is equal to your expectancy times value over impulsiveness times delay. So how motivated you feel about something, it's the numerator is, do you think you'll actually succeed at this? Is this something you value doing? And then the denominator, the things that get in the way are impulsiveness um, and delay, right? So are you um, are you waiting a long time to get started with this thing? And do you actually have good reason to do this or not? So I think like knowing maybe certain equations like this could be helpful and then seeing what things might go to zero, right? So for me, I know if I'm procrastinating... And I know that a big factor for me is if I don't think something is worth doing, then that is enough that I'll never get started, right? So, but if I have some reason to do it, then that might be the big zero for me to look out for. For me, value is a big one. Um, but for other people, it might be how, um, how certain they feel they might be able to get it done. So I think knowing what your personal zeros are as well. Um, and kind of knowing the simple equations that are in your life might be might be really helpful. I mean, if we're going to talk about equations that rule our life, I think we've got to talk about the anti-life equation. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> dark, dark side, all looking for the anti-life equation. I didn't I didn't realize they actually did create the equation. Do you, do you know what it is? No, I don't. All right. Loneliness plus alienation plus fear, plus despair, plus self-worth, divided by mockery, divided by condemnation, divided by misunderstanding, times guilt, times shame, times failure, times judgment, uh, as a function of N equals Y, where Y equals hope, and N equals folly, love equals lives, life equals death, and self equals dark side. That is the like anti-life anti <laughs> equation. I'm sure we could take a derivative of that uh, and then, to your point, apply some uh, some multiply by zero frameworks uh, to see what's the zero in the anti-life equation. I like that. At least there's so many factors there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like that, that, that gives me some hope. Like, okay, well... <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what did you think of... Justice League moves uh, movies, anyways. Um, they were interesting. the 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 Zack Snyder one was kind of nice as like an art house piece. Like it was nice to like watch it in four segments as it slowly panned across the screen. Um, the Justice League's one, yeah, I I don't know. I I that's that's a topic for a longer podcast, but I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily love them, but I see I see some good intentions. Um, I think of all of them, the first Wonder Woman one had some good moments. Yeah, that was a good one. I like that. And one. yeah, that was good. And Aquaman then, was good too. I never watched Aquaman. Oh so yeah, Aquaman was, that one. was great. It was like I thought it was good because 
it wasn't trying to be anything more than it was, which was just mm. like a, a fun su- summer, you know, superhero movie. I mean, I could watch Jason Momoa, like mow a lawn for two hours and it would be entertaining to me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Aquaman would be, would be just fine. Even if he just stands around drinking beer for an hour, that'd be fine. I'd be it's, okay with that. It's Jason Momoa. <laughs> swimming for two hours holding a trident <laughs> that, that's fine <laughs> call that's it fine. call it aquaman <laughs> if he just if he just emerges every 30 minutes does the title of the movie then goes back underwater i'm fine with that i uh, i would i would be entertained that that'd be my money's worth and now we are entering the concluding remarks <laughs> for our episode i think that ties things up really well jason momoa <laughs> jason momoa swimming with nothing but a trident saying Aquaman. <laughs> have you seen C? C, the TV show C? Uh, is, I have. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that's very, uh, very good. That, that's a lot of Jason Momoa. Yes, running around with his eyes closed, beating people up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, until next time. Until next time. All right, see ya. Bye.